0: Welcome to the Kenneth K. Law Life and Leadership Podcast, designed to encourage and inspire. Let's listen to another great episode. Well, greetings, everyone. This is Kenneth K. Law, and this is the Kenneth K. Law Life and Leadership Show. And so we welcome you back. I'm just excited about what the Lord is doing in my life, but I'm also more so excited about what the Lord is doing in yours. And so just take a moment to prepare. We're going to go over some things, going to recap some stuff. Hope you're having a great year. Make sure you finish strong. Make sure you accomplish these last uh, goals that you have this month. Don't pull up Don't stop. Just go ahead and push on through, even if it carries you into the new year. Go ahead and start. Don't wait till January 1st. You have today. Today is the only day you have. So act like today is it Uh, and start and start building, start growing, start doing the things that you are supposed to be doing. So I want you to take a moment to let your friends know and your family know to tune in now. And we're going to uh, like I said, take some notes, go over some things, um, and share a few things, some insight. I'm really excited about this. We're going to recap on some things that I taught a couple of weeks ago on the power of trust. And so I'm going to finish that up. I'm going to give you a couple of more, um, points and, um, criteria of what you should be looking for and what will be, um, necessary as you grow and as you begin to build your team whether it's in ministry or in the marketplace and so i want to thank you first of all for tuning in today i want to thank you for tuning into all the shows that we have had recently over the last few months i hope they have been a help to you i hope they have been a guide or something you can build upon something you can grow in um uh, that you can go and reach back in and pull a nugget or two out of that. I am so appreciative for this opportunity. And we desire to grow and to do better, to help teach and expand and help be some kind of resource in, in this part of my life. And I hope in yours, I want to be a resource. I, I don't, I want to be a well. I want to be something that people can pull from in a healthy way something people can drink from what we're offering they can drink from in a healthy way. it's not toxic, it's not tainted, it's not dirty, it's not muddied um, but it's clean uh, and it can help people and and I think everyone's desire should be that what I'm offering let it be clean and let it be healthy and and so it can help people you know and so this is why we do this and i'm I'm excited that you would take the time to be on here. Um, I want to also uh, let you know that I'm in prayer with you and prayer for you as not only do you pursue what God has for you, but I'm in prayer with you and for you as we deal with such troubling times uh, that you remain steady, that you still be unshakable in the midst of all of this, that you remain unshakable. Um, Paul says that none of these things, Um, bother me. None of these things move me. We have to get strong in our faith and strong down in the depth of our soul that none of these things move us. Uh, We see them, we understand them, but they're not going to move us. And so you have to sometimes say and confess uh, loudly, even put it on your mirror sometimes in the morning uh, as you praise God and worship, but put before you finish and there and say, and none of these things move me. Stay focused. Remain um, focused. Stay disciplined. Remain faithful. Uh, continue to press forward. Continue to plow. Continue to be that ox that's just quiet, strong, and keep plowing on through, even when the ground gets hard. You're stronger than the resistance and the opposition of the ground. You will plow through, and you will turn things over. You will turn things around. I'm believing that uh, the Lord still has a lot that he's going to do in this year before it is finished. And so I just want you to rejoice. And first, thank God that you made it this far and that the Lord will continue to take you on your way. And you will continue to grow and continue to move in what you have been purposed to do. You have been called for such a time as now. And so I want you to begin to raise your head and look up, prepare yourself for the greater, prepare yourself for the better, prepare yourself for the breaking, the opening up of opportunities, doors opening up for you. Yes, there are doors and windows and opportunities that are open for you, that are for you. And I want you to uh, know that. You have not been left behind. The only person that can leave you behind is yourself. So no longer, I want you to get out of that procrastination and break out of that stagnation and begin to move forward. Begin to uh, be a little more aggressive uh, about your dreams and your goals and your ambitions in the right way, with integrity, with character, uh, with direction, uh, with healthy zeal. Uh, and most definitely with wisdom and God's grace. Um, so I just want to encourage you uh, during this time uh, to to not just be strong, but remain faithful to his word, remain faithful to his promises. If he said it, he's going to do it and it's going to come through. Don't give up. Do not give up. S- remain encouraged uh, and, and, and get around some folk that will encourage you too. You know, sometimes we're around people who don't have a very encouraging word. They have a discouraging word. But I want to encourage you to get around some other encouragers. Get around some people uh, that really um, believe in you, have confidence in you, and have no agenda and, and want They don't want anything from you, but they just want to see you succeed. And it's okay that they see you succeed. It's okay that you rather you see yourself succeed. There are people out here that want the best for you. They really do. And and so uh, I'm praying that you begin to find your tribe, that you begin to find the people that are healthy in association and connection, those that you can build community and form covenant with uh, as you move forward in life. You're going to need that. All of us do. All of us need to know where we belong, who we belong with. And I'm not so much talking about marriage per se. I'm talking about that tribe, that team, uh, that family, Uh, whether it's even if it's a church or business or whatever the case is, where do I belong? Where do my gifts belong? Where does my imagination belong? Where does my uh, gifts and abilities belong? Uh, belong and how can they be used and so i want to encourage you that you find that going forward that the holy spirit will lead you to those that can help you and in those that will guide you um, as we go forward um, in life you have so much to offer and sometimes you have to be in the right environment in order for what you have to bloom for it to come to pass you can't grow everywhere. Let me say that again. You can't grow everywhere. Every tree is not uh, conducive. Rather, it's not. Um, it's a word that I'm looking for. Uh, that someplace are indigenous. It's not. It's not supposed to be there. You're not going to see palm trees too much where I live, uh, because they're mostly in Florida. They have to be imported here. And even though people do, sometimes it's hard to manage them because they are not originally from here. Their environment is not for them. And so you have to find the environment uh, that you can grow in, that you're supposed to be there. You're the right seed and you have the right environment. And when you combine the environment, that seed, that ground, and that uh, um, ecosystem uh, around you that will help cultivate you, you are going to flourish. It's a scripture that talks about those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. It means that the environment of the house of the Lord is so good. It's so strong, so powerful that when you are planted, involved, invested, supporting, uh, engaged, um, consistent, You're going to flourish because you have found where you belong and you will take off. Your your gifts will find a place. Uh, They will be nurtured. You will uh, find where you can help solve and be a part of the vision, uh, be a part of the mission. Uh, You can help undergird leadership as you possibly can emerge into leadership uh, and going forward. So there is a place for you. You belong somewhere. You belong with a group of people and it's time for you to accept that you belong. There's some people that you're staying someplace some place for the sake of being loyal to other people, but you have not been loyal to yourself and you're struggling while they're benefiting. I want to challenge you and encourage you that, that, that you have the courage and the boldness to find where you belong, that you make the decision to obey God and and allow people, whether they're mad or offended, they'll be okay. But will you be okay with not obeying God? Will you be okay with missing your opportunity to belong, to flourish, to be planted, to grow, uh, to be mentored, to be fathered, to be led, to be guided, to be poured into, to be discipled, to be trained, whatever the case may be. Can you afford to miss out on those, on that opportunity? Can you afford to stand before God and tell him, listen, I was so busy making sure that my mom and them and and everybody they were happy with where I was that I just figured that I would make sure that they were okay even though on the inside I was miserable, I was detached, disconnected, I was unhappy and unfulfilled, but to make sure that they were okay, I stayed. Listen, I I know I got some things I need to teach, but I need to share this with you. you. Your life is so crucial and it's so phenomenal and your life is so amazing. Let me tell you something. You don't have a right to withhold Your gifts from us. You don't have a right to withhold your greatness from this world. You don't have a right to withhold the glory on your life from the people that will benefit from your life. I want to encourage you to stand and and to take steps to move into what you are called to do. I need you to be loyal to the will of God. I need you to be loyal to the way and to the word of God. I need you to be loyal to what keeps burning on the inside of you, that dream, that vision. I need you to stir up your gifts and be loyal to your gifts, to where the Holy Spirit leads you to be or what he's calling you to do in this season, in this time of your life. you We can't afford to miss where God has us. We can't afford uh, to uh, forfeit it our gifts and bury them in the sand and and come up with excuses. You're better than that. You're greater than that. You're important. You're special. You're necessary. You are essential. You are crucial to this part of God's plan. Yes, you, yes, you. I don't care where you live, whether it's big city or rural areas, you matter to the will of God. You matter to the heart of the Father. And this is the time that you need to grow and step out and evolve in what you need to be loyal to. You've been loyal to everybody, but yourself, you've been loyal to everything, but yourself, you said you were going to work out, but you won't. You said you was going to go back to school, but you haven't. You said you want to do this and that, but you don't. You need to be more loyal to your, to your action than your, um uh, uh, distractions, I want to say that you want to be more loyal to your actions, things you need to start doing more than you are, have been loyal to the things that have distracted you from doing what you need to do. You have been distracted uh, by so many things, but you also have been distracted by yourself. You have been a distraction to you because as soon as you lock in your mind, this is what you're going to do, then you come up with a reason not to do it. So you have to break procrastination. You have to break self, low self-esteem and strengthen your confidence and get stronger in who you are so that you can begin to move in what God has ordained. You deserve better. God wants better for you, and, and you should want better for you, even if it's gonna, it's a journey. It's a journey for anything. Um, but I'd rather stand before the Lord and say, hey, I gave it my all. And, and he'll say, "Listen, you sure did. Come on in. You faithful. You 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 went after it. And 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 I rather I rather live with that than to know that I did nothing with what he gave me. That's what we cannot afford to live with. We must do something in the will of God that He has ordained for our life. We can't afford to stand back any longer and stand on the sides and bury our gifts in the sand. Bury our glory." In the sand bury our uh, purpose and destiny in the sand go dig it up and it's time to move forward in who you are we need you the body of christ needs you this world needs your imagination your ability to solve problems we need you yes you i don't care if you didn't go to college you have a brain you have brilliance you are amazing you are phenomenal you must apply these things you have intelligence. What you don't know, go read. If you don't understand, get you a mentor. You should know that you're so special that you deserve to have a mentor. Get a mentor. Get involved. Find some online courses. Heck, you can. I got online courses that you can go to, to kennethklawonline.com. You can go look that up, kennethklawonline.com. You can go look that up and you can sign up for classes and some online. Get mentored. Even if they're not in person, I want you to see yourself as so special and so crucial and so necessary that you deserve to be mentored. You need to be mentored because your gift is that phenomenal and you should want the right people pouring into you and helping you and guiding you in this time. You get mentored not because you feel like you're inadequate. You get mentored because you feel that you are special and you need the best of the best talking to you, guiding you, rather through books, online, or whatever the case may be. Be selective and be discerning. Be wise of who you allow to pour into you. But I want you to know you need mentoring. You need fathering. You need that kind of leadership that will get you to the next level, that will cause acceleration. And you have to say to yourself, I'm worth it. Yes, my gift, my abilities are and skills are so phenomenal that I deserve to be mentored in those areas because I want them to be stronger and I want them to be better. Mentoring, to be mentored is not saying you are less than, it is saying I understand what I have. and Because I understand what I have, I need mentoring. I need help. And so I just wanna encourage you uh, in these things that you will get the help the guidance and the mentoring that you need. Now, just quickly before I shift, I only have a few more minutes here. I want to go over a couple of things with you about trust. I talked about this the other class, and I didn't get to come back and finish um, what the last two it was two factors as four all together when we was talking about trust. We're gonna change gears real quick for this last part of this segment. But then when we was talking about trust, the power of trust and how necessary trust is um, going forward. You know, we talked about trust is so necessary in a ministry or marketplace or a marriage. It is trust is crucial. Trust drives um, production, and but it also lack of trust can stop production. It can set it shut, um, shut it down when there is no production. When rather when there's no trust. See, trust is still paramounts trust is still essential and trust is still necessary trust is still needed so when trust goes down speed goes down and cost goes up and when trust goes down speed goes down and cost goes up so uh i want to and i'll read that again so you'll catch it so when trust goes down speed goes down and cost goes up So when trust um, goes up and speed goes up, cost goes down. I want you to catch that. So when trust goes, when trust goes down, speed goes down and cost goes up. But when trust goes up, speed goes up and cost goes down. That means that the more that trust is established in the culture of your ministry or your business, then what it does, it drives the speed of production. And then that lowers the cost of what you need to do. But when there's no trust, it causes costs to rise because now you have to work twice and three times as hard to get things done. And because the people that you have around are not trustworthy. And so we're going to talk about that for these next few moments. I only have a few minutes left, but I want to, I thought it was important that I, I said to you what I needed to say in the beginning, and you can tie those in together. There are four things when you're, uh, when you're looking to build your team, when you're looking to um, build those around you leaders and whether um, ministry or marketplace you know, what are there are four qualities well, here's some qualities rather of a trustworthy person. And I want to get, I talked about the first two and I'm going to go back over those and then we're going to give you the last two. The first one is that they are reliable. One of the qualities of a trustworthy person is they got to be reliable. So, which means having complete confidence and faith in a person based on how they have behaved in the past so see people trust your consistency but they also trust that you are consistent and being inconsistent so there are people that they trust that they will be consistently reliable but they also trust people who are consistently unreliable so what happens people are going to trust what you do one way or another i want you to catch that what happens is. People are going to trust what you do one way or another. But however, look at it like this. You would prefer that they trust that you are reliable and not trust that you are unreliable because once they see that you can be trusted to be unreliable, to be inconsistent, then they're going to move away from you. They will no longer invest time and money and effort uh, and, and into you at all, you know. You can find yourself being unemployed or uh, out of position. They don't bring you. They won't bring you in on major projects. You're never going to be up for promotion. So when layoffs come, you may be one of the first to go because you're so unreliable and you can't be trusted. You're not viewed as being indispensable. You want to be seen as being indispensable. You got to have me on the team. I don't care who you lay off. Me, you got to have me because of what I bring and what I do. It's it's not about you're gonna tear the house up or tear the break room up. You better not fire me because I'll, you know, they'll just send you to jail. That's all they just call security. That's not being indispensable, that's being crazy. Uh, but being indispensable is simply that you are reliable, you are necessary and essential. We cannot succeed, will not be able to cross the finish line without you. So when you become reliable and trustworthy, believe it or not, people will begin to see you as indispensable, and you may not have all the intangibles that other people have, but you have trustworthiness. People can deal with what you're kind of short on, but man, they can't deal with when they can't trust you. You are consistently reliable. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is bigger than some things that people imagine that they are. You have something to offer that some people will never have. You are reliable and that makes you indispensable. You got that? First one is reliable. Number two, it's a source of security. It's a person, it's a person that you can run to for refuge emotionally or physically knowing that he or she will be a place of security. So watch this. There must be trust in the office or in the church, in the home, where there is security, that when confidential things are shared, there is understanding that that person is not only reliable, but they are a source of security. Do you have people on your team that are a source of security? I want you to catch that. Are they a source of security? Can you run to them? Can you bring confidential matters to them? Uh, if you always are reluctant to, you don't trust them. You need to trust that. You, you need to trust that you don't trust them. It's not you being suspicious. You just don't trust them because you refuse to bring confidential things in them. So it's something you've seen, something you've experienced and something they are consistently doing that gives you the, the, the notion that they can't be uh, trusted and they are not a source of security. <clears throat> Here's another point they will cover. They will cover the situation in order for it to be solved without it being exposed in the wrong way. So that person needs to be a source of security. That tough things can come to them and they can cover those things and secure those things while solving those things. I want you to catch that. They, they, they can cover they can cover things. They can handle stuff. Everything is not public. We don't need to let the dining room know what happened in the kitchen. You know, we take care of it. We can handle it, you know, we so we can still present the organization in the best light. Uh, everybody can't handle uh, the things that go on behind closed doors. And not that they're horrible things. It's just, you know, mistakes are made and people are human. And some people can't handle that because they've already put the organization in such a light that, you know, it makes it, it can't, it has no room for error. So you need leaders that can cover and, and help solve things uh, while things are happening. So first one is reliable. Second one is it's a source of security. Number three, being an honest and sincere, honest and sincere. Well, that's the definition is it's a firm belief in the honesty of another and the absence of suspicion regarding that person's motives or practices. Listen here. This is you, this is a great point right here. There is no fear in a relationship of trust. There is no fear in a relationship of trust. Let me I'll say that again. There is no fear in a relationship of trust. It's a firm belief in the honesty of another. In the absence of suspicion regarding that person's motives or practices, I've just stated that. So there is no fear in a relationship of trust that speaks to your character. This is speaking to your character. This is who you are when no one's watching. That when I'm around you and you're around me, there is no suspicion. We also call that, we call that covenant. So when you're in covenant with a person, there should be no suspicion. There should be no fear in this relationship because it has trust. It is rooted and grounded in understanding integrity, character, covenant. A friend is a friend. Your word is your word. And there's no fear in that. I want you to catch that. It's so important that we understand sincere and honest that there is no fear in a relationship of trust. So we have number one is reliable. Number two is social security. uh, And number three is honest and sincere. So here's number four, faithful to his or her word. They are faithful to his or her word, believing a person is capable of doing what they have promised and believing that they actually will do it. That's integrity. That man, that woman is integral. Their word is their word. So even if they can't produce the way that they want to or didn't come through a certain way, they are able to back it up with their word to at least accept accountability and responsibility for it not being done, but then go above and beyond to ensure that it does get done. Doesn't make them perfect, but it does mean that they understand accountability and responsibility—that, ladies and gentlemen, that's a—that's called integrity. So that is also being faithful to His and Her word. It doesn't make them perfect; it just means that their heart, uh, that their word, is so impeccable, and it means so much to them that they would go above and beyond to make sure that they would do what they say that they were going to do. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is some of the four qualities of building trust and building a team of trustworthy uh, leaders and those that are around you. And so I hope that that has helped you. I hope that has brought some understanding and clarity to you as we continuously build on as we move forward in building trustworthy teams and being trustworthy people. Once again, I thank you for being a part of this show. I thank you for being here today. And I encourage you, finish strong and be all that you've been called to be. I'm Kenneth K. Law, and this is the Kenneth K. Law Life and Leadership Show. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Kenneth K. Law Life and Leadership. Stay tuned for future episodes, or you can connect with Kenneth K. Law at kenneth-k-law.mykajabi.com. That's kenneth k Dash K dash law dot my Kajabi. Kajabi is K A J A B I dot com.